The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Sounds of the Anteater Kingdom on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. Good morning, my name is Shane Burke. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You're listening to Tech, excuse me, Tech Talk. Um, this morning, we're going to finish up, hopefully, our discussion of uh, MySQL, or just SQL, however you want to say it. Um, so, let's just get... Let's just start off from where we left off. We, we were talking about joins, which is how you can do, how you can select information from multiple tables. Um, so, and, and uh, we were talking about a left join and a right join, and really how a right join can be written as a left join, so you don't always have to know a right join. Um, and then we talked about full joins and inner joins, and um, the, the place where we left off was multi-table joins. Well, we didn't talk about this, so th- this is what I wanted to talk about um, starting off this morning. Um, a multi-table join, uh, there aren't keywords for this, um, but it's just a way that you can, uh, uh, basically the way you can accomplish this is with aliases. You don't even need to use the aliases, but it um, because you're mul- using multiple tables, it helps to kind of shorten the name of the... Uh, of the columns, otherwise, you're, and and tables. I'm sorry, um, because otherwise you're going to have a really long uh, query. So uh, I've got an example right here where we do select dot one. Uh, excuse me, select one dot call from table one as one, comma table two as two, comma table three as three, where one dot key equals two dot key. And two dot key equals three dot key. Okay, so um, hopefully you're kind of feeling comfortable about using um, all of those MySQL reserved words, so the and and the uh, and select and from and where. Um, ho- so I'm not going to talk about capitalization anymore because I think you've got that now. Um, so this is basically what we what we've seen before, but what we're doing instead of using the um, Let's see, what was it? Instead of using the uh, on keyword, like we were using in the joins, um, we're instead using a dot syntax uh, to specify what table we're using, because we're using the as keywords, um, the aliases. And what we're trying to do is we're just saying, match up all the keys, and uh, so that it's basically a way of doing a join. So I can have as do a join between as many tables as I want, um, and it's it's very it's useful. Um, there is one important thing that I wanted to mention though, and that's um, about performance. So I think I said this last week too. What we're doing when we do one of these joins, any join, is a Cartesian pr- product. So um, 
That basically means that you add up the number of row, the number of columns from both from every table that you're joining, and then you multiply the number of rows in each table um, by each other. So, so um, here I have three tables. Let's say I have ten, fifty, and uh, let's just do another ten to make the math easy. So that would be what I think five thousand. Yes. Uh, 5,000 rows there. So that's a lot of uh, of rows to go through. And, and you know, 10, 50, and, and 10 is not very many. So uh, tables are usually much, much longer than that. So you have to be very cautious when you use joins. Now, they're useful especially for things like, um, let's say maybe you're not doing a website and you're just listening to this to kind of get a sense of how to use SQL. Well... Of course, um, you know, for like business analytics and stuff like that, um, or just business intelligence, um, which I took a class in here at UCI, uh, you're going to use these a lot, and uh, so that, that's great. Um, and so you, most of the time when you're doing that, you're going to have very, very normalized uh, schemas. So normalization just means that you don't have a lot of repeated, repeated data. Um, you try to, and actually have no repeated data with normalization. Um, so with, with the web, though, we're kind of going to break the normalization rule. Sometimes we're going to have to copy data. Um, it's all right because we can make sure that we're always maintaining the integrity of the data. Since we're programming, we, we can actually say, well, okay, um, uh, this is an instance where I'm going to copy some data, and you can always make sure that it's always updated with programming. So it's, it's much easier to do that than if someone, like on... If you were just saying on the business side, um, if someone was just kind of inserting data and, and they weren't um, using an interface of some sort, then uh, that's a case where you could have data problems. But with the web, we can kind of con we can control that. And we kind of need to break the normalization rule a little bit for performance so we don't have these enormous Cartesian products that we're making from these tables. Um, so that's just a word of advice, you know, with... with Business intelligence, you have the advantage of time. You know, some queries take can take days to execute. Um, but basically on the web, um, that's really not acceptable. It, performance is really the most important factor on the net. Um, well, one of them. Um, you know, a 10-second query in, in business is fine, but a 10-second query on the web is really unacceptable. It, it's so long. And people will basically have close their browsers and uh, started Googling a, a new similar site um, before your page even loaded. So make sure that you're, when you need to use a join, I don't want to discourage you from using joins, but when you need to use it, but if you can find another way to do it and it makes sense and it's not um, a major repeat of data, then you might want to just try and, and, and do it that way and avoid the join altogether. Um, so, uh, and it looks like I just have written down here that, um, uh, I just kind of want to explain how we're selecting from the Cartesian product. So what we're doing after the, in the where statement is we're saying one dot key is equal to two dot key. So, um, it's basically saying only giving the rows where the keys for one and two are matching. So, um, we haven't really covered the terminology yet, but 
In one key, we're comparing a primary key to a foreign key in the other table. Um, and I'll explain what that means later. And then we're also have, we have the AND keyword, so we're restricting it even more. We're saying, also, only give me the ones that where, where the key in table 2 is equal to the key in table 3. 2.key is equal to 3.key. Um, so that's, that's pretty simple, and that will give you the Cartesian product. That's a, a, um, the equivalent of like an inner join or a, uh, a normal join. Um, otherwise, to do a full join, you would leave out actually both the keywords. To do a... Um, oh, no, I guess you wouldn't. Well, I don't know. Um, so let me, let me just continue. Because I don't want to confuse him. We have a lot to get to. Um, let's see. I've got union. So our, our, next, our next kind of function here is union. And union allows you to combine multiple select statements. Um, but they uh, must return the same columns from, so, from different tables. So you can call, you can um, do a query from one table. But you basically have to do the same query except only change the table. Um, and uh, so let's say you had maybe a multiple tables for users because, um, like we were saying, if, we, if we're reducing the number of rows in a table, well, then that means the query will be able to execute faster. It'll be able to evaluate every single row faster. So let's say we want to um, divide up our users. Our, this is called partitioning. We're going to divide them up between tables. So we, we only want like 1,000 users in each table. Um, so I have users 1 through 1,000, and then users 1,001 to 2,000 in two different tables. So a union would be a great place where, um, well, let's say you were doing like a Facebook application, and you had all the friends listed. So you didn't have um, the user being the unique, or um, you didn't have the user being the unique key, but instead you had the user and the, um, uh, the other user, the friend being the unique key. So um, you have basically a situation where um, you might have one user, like your, your, the user that you're actually looking for, um, that has friends that span on two tables because we're only having a thousand rows in each table. So that would be a case where you need to check into um, using a union because um, the user's friends would continue would be on both tables. Let's say they they were user one thousand. Um, their their um, friends would likely be on both rows, assuming they have more than one friend. So that would be a case where you would use union. Um, so the syntax would be um, select the name of the table from, or excuse me, the name of the column from users. Um, union, which is all caps because that's a keyword, select um, the uh, name of the of the column from employees. So this is a different example, but um, basically you can see that I've got two select statements, basically in one statement because I'm using that keyword to uh, combine them. Um, so once again, I just want to reiterate, uh, notice how the only thing that's different is the table. Other than that, both queries have are exactly the same. They're both returning the, the same columns. And um, and the where statements would be the same. We don't have any where statements there, but 
If we did, the where statements would need to be the same too. Um, another note is that union gives distinct values by default. So um, if you don't want to have distinct values, use um, union all instead of just union. So in, like in that example I just said, you would use union all, um, two words instead of union. Uh, between the two select statements. And, okay, so what do I mean by distinct? Well, it's not distinct for each query. It's distinct for the combined query. So let's say you have a user with the same name in both tables. Um, it's only going to return that user once if you use a regular union. If you use union all, that, that same user will appear twice, even though um, it's in both tables. Uh, so that's pretty self-explanatory. So, uh, yeah, I guess a good way to think of it is it's a, it's a distinct for the result of both both select statements. Um, okay, and and so now we're actually going to get into <laughs> it's kind of opposite um, inserts. How do you actually put data into a database? And we haven't even talked about how you create a database or a table, which we're going to get to later. But selects are really like the, the main potatoes of, of SQL, so I wanted to cover that first. Um, and we'll follow up a little bit with more advanced things uh, in selects at the very end. So an insert is used to add rows to a table, and that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, so the syntax would be insert into, both those are keywords and they're they're uh, separated by space. It's, it's not one word. Um, table, so the name of your table. And then in parentheses after that, um, you're going to have a comma-separated list of the column names. And then after that, you have the keyword values. And then another comma-separated list of values inside of parentheses. Um, so you can, you can basically write inserts without specifying the columns. Um, but I think that this is not a good way to go because you can make mistakes. Um, so it's, it's, in my opinion, the best way to do it is to do it the way I've said, um, where you actually specify the columns and the values. Um, if you only specify the values for the, for the table, uh, well, it can be, uh, you could have a case where Maybe you left something out, and so one value is going to be added into um, because it, it just goes by order of the of the column. So if you leave something out or or you insert something, and then your the what um, cells everything gets inserted into could be messed up. And uh, so that it's always best, in my opinion, to specify the columns and the values. And of course, they have to correlate. So the first val. Uh, um, element in the, I guess you can say array, but it's the comma-separated list um, for column one. So the name for column one has to correspond with the first element in the values um, comma-separated list, so or, or value one. So um, they do have to correspond. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to to declare the 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 table or the uh, column because uh, everything's just going to be all crazy. They'll be messed up. Okay. I think... Uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm kind of flipping around. I, I lost my place.
Um, I think this is where I am. So now we're on uh, changing the data in a row, which we, which is using an update statement. So you use the keyword update and then the name of the table and then the keyword set and then um, the column and value pairs with an equal sign between them. So it would be column one equals value one, comma, column two equals value two, etc. And then um, you can have a where clause, a, a where condition. So you can say where some column is equal to some value. Okay, so that's the syntax and um, it's pretty self-explanatory. You're saying go to this table, look where the column that I specified is equal to this value, so that's what's after the where statement. And then you're just saying, well, give this column this value, give this column this value, etc., etc. Um, so that's self-explanatory. However, um, I just want to highlight that you're, you're using a where clause here to identify what rows are actually getting updated. So this means that you can update one row or you can up, update many rows. Um, it's critical because if you forget the where statement, um, you'll actually be updating all of the rows. And uh, so that, that can be bad because you could be overwriting data. Um, it's all right if you're creating a new column and you want to populate all of the columns, um, then you would, then that's fine. But um, otherwise, um, you want to be careful of this. So I recommend that you practice with these before you go into production, certainly. You don't want to lose data. So um, just make some a fake table and practice with some updates. Um, a good tip, I think, is to actually write a select statement first with all the rows that you want to update. Um, and then check to make sure, after you run that query, check to make sure that um, you're not going to overwrite data, that um, that data is actually going to um, appear, uh, that, that you get the rows from your select statement that you actually want to update. Okay, so the next thing is, is deleting rows. So you can see this is very fast because these are updates, inserts, deletes. There's not much to them. They're pretty simple. Um, it basically uses all the concepts we've been using before. After the where statement, you can have all of those operators that we've been talking about. Um, and so these are pretty simple. Select statements are really the hard part. Um, so how do you delete rows? So uh, the syntax for that is delete from two words, both uh, keywords, table, your table name, where some column is equal to some value. So that you're basically going to this table, looking for where the column and the value match that you specified, um, and you're going to delete the, that row or those rows. Again, you can delete one or you can delete many rows um, with a delete statement. Or if we leave out the where clause, we can delete all of the rows. Um, so once again, practice with these um, and write select statements first. The same advice goes as for updates um, because these are pretty undoable. You know, if you insert something that you didn't intend to insert, well, it's easy to kind of go back and just delete that. Um, update and delete are more difficult to recover from. So uh, just just be very cautious with these. Um, it's Again, as with multi-table joins, or just joins in general, um, these are not the devil. You, you can certainly use these. I encourage you to use these, especially updates. Um, these are great for um, 
a, it's a way to achieve um uh well it, it normal is a normalized uh schema it's a, it's updates are a good way to maintain that and uh so you're only changing the values you're not creating new you're not inserting a copy of the same row and just changing one value although that does have advantages especially in business um so uh um it's they're great they're useful they're fast uh for the web but just be cautious um make sure you practice with them and again write selects uh to make sure that you're selecting the right rows Okay, now we kind of have a combination of selects and inserts, and that's called insert into. Again, these are separate words, um, and they're all caps because they're keywords. Um, and the way you would write this is select calls column one name, uh, comma column two name, etc. Um, into so keyword into. Um, the other table that you want to insert it into, so that would be the table name, in, an, um, which is a keyword, and then the name of the external database. Um, so this is, you don't always need to include this. If, if your other table is in the same database, you don't need to include the, the in and external database, of course. Um, but this is a neat thing to know because you can actually create like a, a backup database. Um, using a select into. Um, and then uh, you've got a from statement. Uh, and then the, the table for the select statement, where, and then some conditions. So um, after the from, you've got the table that you actually want to do the where clause on and actually get those rows. And then the, the into part, the after... Um, that that's just saying insert what you, what you the results of this query the results of this select statement insert it into this other table so that's pretty self-explanatory um, again this is a great way to copy data um, you can omit the in and the where clauses um, and you can also do joins you can basically do any select statement uh, so all the stuff we've talked about works here except you're just going to be inserting it into another table after you've done the select. So, um, um, again, again uh, like with the updates and the insert or the uh, deletes, um, if you omit the where clause, you're going to be copying the entire database. Or, not the entire database, the entire table. So, just be sure that um, you actually want to do that. Um, this is something I don't know about the performance um, off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. But I, I'm wondering whether, um, like if you want to run, uh, uh, on, like let's say you had a company and you wanted to copy this data into an external database so you could do queries that might take a really long time, multi-table joins and stuff like that. I don't know whether the select into has a significant performance impact. Um, I assume it would be better than doing a select statement and then another into statement because you're combining that all into one database call. Um, and I actually don't know if this returns a result set. It may be that it's just copying data.
Uh, so clearly I haven't used this statement before. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you learn something. I've, I've definitely learned about that statement uh, doing this show. So uh, that may be something that you want to experiment with. And I'll, I'm sure I'll surely have a, uh, a little statement on the website about clarifying that. Um, so now that we've kind of talked about how you insert, delete, update, and select information from a, a table, um, let's talk about how you actually create a database in a table, which <laughs> would make sense, right? Um, so uh, the syntax, you can create databases and tables, like I just said. So you can create, the syntax would be create database, um, and then uh, whatever you want the database name to be, and that's, that's your call. Um, that's your query. Uh, it's pretty simple. You're just creating a database. Create table has more to it. Um, so again, it's create table. Both of these are separate words and they're keywords, so they're all caps. If you're using my uh, the way that I recommend you write things for for clear um, queries, um, so the way you would write a, a create statement for a table is create table, uh, then the table name. And then open and closing parentheses. And inside of that, you write uh, the name of the first column and then a data type, um, a comma, and then whatever other columns and data types. It, it just uh, repeats that same, uh, that same syntax. Um, one thing to note is that um, the way I like to write this is I always, after I do... Um, a declaration for one column I and I have my comma I do a, a return uh, just to make it more clear like what um, what column has what data types and uh, there's other things other constraints that I'm going to talk about in a second and so it, it uh, each line can be kind of long and if you have this if you have your entire query in just one line it can be uh, kind of difficult to interpret so I encourage you to kind of use um, white space. Remember, white space doesn't count. Capitalization doesn't count. Um, so uh, MySQL just ignores it all. So why not make it easier for us to read? Um, but of course, once you actually have something, uh, you're, you're done testing it and you, you know that it works, it might be a good idea to remove the white space because why send extra characters to the database? Um, so, you know, both sides of the coin there. Okay, um, you can also use uh, not null, which is a constraint um, for each column, and uh, basically you're saying that a a record being inserted must have a value for that column. Uh, so um, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, um, but you would write this on each line. So you'd have your column, the data type. Of course, these are separated by spaces. And then not null, which is a keyword. And it's not um, one word. It's two words. Um, and those are all caps, too. And so that's pretty self-explanatory. Remember, like we said when we were talking about PHP, null just means there's no value. It's the same thing in, in SQL. Um, let's talk about unique. There's another constraint called unique. And that basically means that a... Value can only occur once, which, again, makes sense. MySQL is very easy to understand. It's basically English. So this is um, always true for something called a primary key, which I'm going to talk about. Uh, 
but uh, you can also have multiple unique rows per table. So uh, if you, I think I meant to say columns, uh, you can have more than one column that is unique. Um, but you can only have one primary key column. Okay, and again, I, it looks like I've got an example. Um, so, uh, the not null would go on the same line as the column declaration. Unique gets its own line, uh, so it, it, it's, um, um, you wouldn't include this on the specific line where you're mentioning that column. Instead, you would write unique, opening and closing parentheses, and then the column to be unique. So you're actually specifying the column. Um, and therefore, you don't specify it on the same line. So that's kind of a good way to remember it. Um, so let's talk about this primary key and foreign key thing, which I alluded to like 10, 20 minutes ago. Um, the primary key, um, each table needs a primary key. And it can't have more than one primary key. Um, all values in that column must be unique. And it can't contain null values. So... Um, yeah, those are pretty much the restraints. Again, like unique, um, you don't write primary key on the same line that you actually declare the column. Um, instead, it gets its own line. Just think of unique and primary key and foreign key as important things. So they get their own line. They don't go on the same line. Um, so again, primary key is, is all you have to write. Um, it's two words and it's all caps and then opening and closing parentheses and then the column to be the primary key. Um, and then we, okay, so let's talk about the foreign key now. It looks like I have an example here. So the foreign key is basically, it's a key that is um, unique in another, uh, um, it's unique in another table. In other words, it's a primary key in another table. Um, and, and so that's what the foreign key is. Uh, so let me just go with this example. The person ID, I don't know what that says, in an order table refer, okay, I'm sorry. The person ID in an order table refers to the person in the person's table. Um, so that's kind of like the wording um, that explains for this example uh, what a foreign key is. Let me just kind of break that down. The PID, or, or person ID, is a primary key in the person's table, and the foreign key um, in the orders table. So um, I think that makes sense. Basically, you've got a primary key and a foreign key. Um, now, one table can have, of course, a, a primary key and multiple foreign keys. That's perfectly allowed. Uh, but you can only have one primary key. Um, so a, a foreign key is basically a primary key from a different table. Good way to remember it. Um, and so it's great to actually specifically specify a foreign key um, because it enforces something called referential integrity, um, which basically means you can't break the link between the two tables. So this means, um, for example, you can't delete a person from, a per from the person's table in this example. Um, if it's if it's used in the orders table as a foreign key, and you also can't insert a row in the order table that doesn't exist or have a primary key in the person's table. 
So, um, uh, again, if, if something is a primary key and, and it's referenced in a second table as a foreign key, uh, you can't delete it. If you have a, um, let's see, a, uh, if you insert a row into a a key um, that is a it's a foreign key, it has to be a primary key in the table that you're referencing. So uh, MySQL will automatically check for this. If you violate it, it will produce an error, and that's good for us um, um, because it's basically maintaining that referential integrity for us. We don't have to rely on our application code to do that. Uh, Okay, so again, that's a good thing because it will protect the data. Enforcing referential integrity is good. Um, let's see. Uh, I've got another one called check here, another constraint. Uh, check specifies what values can be inserted. So um, it's kind of like validation in a way. Um, so you just write the word check, and in opening and closing parentheses, the... Uh, column, some operator, and the value. So uh, my example here has ID is greater than zero. So um, that would satisfy that. And uh, um, if the ID is less than zero, then it's not going to add. Or um, yes, this is only for inserts. So it, it just, it's not going to allow um, the data to be inserted. Um, you can also have constraints on multiple columns, um, and the way you would write that is um, constraint. Okay, so I should say that um, when you just write the check, it um, I believe it goes on the same row as the column is actually specified, whereas with a constraint, it um, when you actually write for multiple columns, it actually go on its own row um, because well, I'll explain it, and you'll see why in a second. So um, you have the keyword constraint, the name of the constraint, um, check, keyword check, opening and closing parentheses, and then um, both your operators or whatever, however multiple operators you need. Um, so you can have ID is greater than zero, the and um, keyword, city is equal to Irvine in single quotes. So that would be... Um, uh, uh, two checks. You'd have to check that the city is equal to Irvine and that the ID is greater than zero. If it's not, MySQL won't let you insert it. If it is, then you can insert it. Um, so I have this weird thing called name of constraint after constraint and between, uh, between constraint and check. So this is, think of it kind of like you're creating a table almost. You're creating a new row in a way where um, and and you have to give it its own value. You have to give this this check a name. So um, I could say, uh, I could call it city ID. You know, I, it's kind of stupid, but it, it gets the point across that it's a check on city and ID. Um, so again, that would get its own line. Um, default is our next uh, constraint, and it specifies a default value, not surprisingly. And uh, Again, it's written for both for each row. Um, now that I think about a check, when you only have one, may be written on 
it's separate line too. Um, yeah, I, I think it is, actually. Uh, so what I said earlier was a misstatement. I apologize for that. Um, it does check and constraint when you write it with multiple uh, constraints um, or check when you only have one constraint and it's just check followed by the parentheses and the, the operator and value. That all goes on its own line. Default, however, goes on the same line. Um, it's Again, you're specifying a... It goes on the same line as the actual column declaration. So um, at the end of each line for a column, we can write default and some value. Um, there's no equal sign here. It's just default space value. MySQL understand this is the MySQL syntax, so it just it understands this. Um, so default um, single quotes. Uh, you know, if this was going in, let's say the column was city, and um, I want my default value to be Irvine because I live in Irvine. Well, I don't, but we're in Irvine right now. Um, uh, that would work. That it would insert. Irvine for me automatically, I wouldn't have to specify a value in my insert statement for Irvine, or for the city. Um, unless I, want, of course, wanted to change it. In which case, my what I have in the insert would override um, the default value. Okay, now we get to something called increment. And this basically increases the row value by one. And uh, it, it's generally used for primary keys, but it can be used for, for other things that aren't, that don't have to be unique. Um, well, they will be unique by default, uh, but, you know, you can use them whenever. Um, so at the, run, at the end of a row for a column, uh, so the, again, this is like default. It's at the end of the row for the column. Um, it doesn't go on its own line. You just write auto underscore increment. So this is a unique one. It's not two words. This is auto increment with an underscore between auto and increment. Um, you don't have to specify a value for this or um, on inserts uh, because it's automatically made. It, it, the system just knows to increase the value of that column by one from the previous row. Um, uh, I have written here, don't use default with auto increment. I think that kind of goes without saying. Um, you don't want to have a default value if you're going to be, if you always want that value to that row to be or column value to be unique uh, so that that makes sense um, let's see let's talk about drops now so drops are a way to actually delete tables or databases or um, whatever so um, the syntax for this is just drop the table or excuse me drop table which is two words the table name and that's all so that'll delete that table you can also do drop space database, which is um, going to, and then the database name, of course. That'll delete the database. And then there's something called truncate table, which is, um, and then the table name. And that basically deletes all the records in the table, but keeps the table. So this is very similar to a delete where we don't have a, a where statement. It's just going to delete everything. And as far as performance, I, haven't, I don't know off the top of my head which is better. Um, let's see, so, so to change a table that's already existed, you use alter table. So this is a new kind of category. Um, alter table, table name, add, call name, uh, the data type, and any other constraints you want. So basically what you're doing is you're adding a new 
column to the table. Um, and, and you use that using alter table and add. Um, and of course, you would insert the table name between those two keywords um, that you actually want to apply this to. So um, um, it basically follows all the same things that, that we've talked about. You need the column, the data type, the, um, and any other constraints like default or, or whatever. Um, if you want to drop a table, or excuse me, drop a column, you would do alter table, table name, drop, um, and then the column or excuse me, drop column and then column name. So um, you're specifying drop column there. Uh, and then if you want to actually um, alter the column, you would write alter table, then the table name, alter column, the column name, the data type, and any other constraints. So it's basically like you are uh, rewriting the um, create table for that. Okay, now we've got uh, some kind of unique, I guess you can consider them values. So there's um, is null and is not null. I guess these are kind of like operator values combined. Um, so these are used in select statements and um, it's used after a column in a where statement. So it basically means empty or or not empty respectively. Um, so if you have, if you say um, uh, select something from table where um, my column is null, um, that's a case where you'll return every um, row from the database that has um, that column where it's empty, where, where there's no value in that column. Um, likewise, I could say select um, my column from the table where column is not null. So that's basically saying um, give me any value, but don't give me uh, rows that don't actually have a value. Um, of course, these are kind of useless on, on columns where you have um, not null specified in the create table statement or the alter table uh, statements, but, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, useful for, for those where you don't have that constraint on those columns. Um, so now we're going to talk about aggregate functions. There's a lot of aggregate functions and you can actually create your own. Um, uh, but basically all of these are, are self-explanatory. Um, so we're just going to, uh, uh, you can check W3Schools. Um, they've got a nice list. And um, so I'm not going to spend too much time on them. Um, I'm just going to kind of talk about the most commonly used ones. So there's AVG, which is average, um, and parentheses follow that count, and parentheses, um, which is going to give you the number of rows that uh, satisfy a, a where statement, and then sum, uh, followed by parentheses. So uh, all aggregate functions have parentheses after the, after the keyword. Um, and I have a note here that you should basically treat these as columns. So let me give you an example, the way you would use these. Um, you would say select... AVG or average, um, opening and closing parentheses, um, the order price or, or your column name from orders or your table. So this is basically saying give me the average of order price for the orders table for, for every single row. I have no where statement, so it's just for, for the entire table. 
So you can see that um, the aggregate function is appearing where our columns actually appear. It's, it's saying um, we're basically treating it like a column. And we're saying, um, because the point of, of the columns there is to specify what's actually returned. So we have to say, well, return the average, um, because MySQL will calculate the average for us, just like we could do in PHP. Um, but unless we actually print it out with the echo statement, or in this case, um, put the average aggregate function in, in between the select and the from, um, MySQL won't return the average. So that uh, just treat it as a as its own column. Um, so I've got um, two more functions or uh, uh, things that kind of go along with aggregate functions, and those are group by and having. So these are keywords. Group by groups results sets by um, one or more columns, while having is kind of like a, a where clause for aggregate functions. So um, let me show you a, or uh, tell you a, an example here. Um, I've got select customer comma sum in parentheses order price from orders grouped by cust, um, the customer um, like um, using distinct. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that, that's the whole example. Um, so basically, this is like using distinct. You are um, you return each customer once. Um, group by is basically like distinct. You return each customer once, and then um, you're adding up all of the all of the order prices for that customer's orders. Um, so um, you're grouping by customer, group by customer. So that kind of makes sense. And then um, MySQL knows to take the sum of those and return it for each customer. Um, so that's that's using group by. Um, now I've got an example using ha having, and it's uh, just a, a basic syntax. So, and then I've got a specific example following. So um, you can say select call name comma aggregate function, and then in parentheses the the column name that you want the aggregate function to apply to um, from the table name where column name some operator and then a value um, group by the column name having aggregate function open and closing parentheses again the column name that you want that aggregate function to apply to operator and value so that's that's my that whole statement so basically what you're saying is um, return the column name um, so I'm just gonna kind of go with um, our customers again um, return the column name or return every customer distinct. So you're going to group by customer. Give me the sum, because customer obviously follows the group by statement. The sum is going to be of um, every, of, of all the order prices for that customer. And then um, the having statement is basically saying, um, it's, it's applying a, a restriction. It's like a where clause for group buys, where you're saying the aggregate function must be like greater than or less than some operator um, to some to a value. So it's got to be greater than or less than some number or something, for example. Um, so here's this, ex I've got an example right here. So um, you can say select customer comma sum order price from orders 
group by customer having some order price less than two thousand. So we're we're um, selecting the customer and the sum of the customer's total um, order prices because we're grouping by customer having um, an order where all of his orders are less than two thousand. Um, so again, we're, we're returning the customer name once, the sum of his orders, but only if his sum is less than 2,000. Okay, so, um, and the final thing I've got here is data types. And um, I just have a note that they're similar to PHP, so check out W3Schools, um, uh, the SQL section of, of um, W3Schools. And we'll probably talk about these... Um, uh, later when we talk about performance, but um, uh, we're kind of running out of time and uh, and we need to kind of move on with, with all of our stuff. Um, so uh, I think next week I may have a an example of actually how we can apply um, all the things we've talked about because we've, we've talked about a lot. Um, this basically... I'm sure you're probably pretty happy. This is concluding all of our programming talks. So next week we're going to start with um, with uh, um, our interviews with with people in fields. I'm interested in doing a show about security, so I think that's going to be next week. But I I don't know. I haven't confirmed my guest yet. Um, so next week will likely be about security. Um, I just have a a quick programming note. Um, next week we're actually moving to Mondays uh, from 9 to 10. So uh, the time is different and the day is different. Um, it's no longer going to be 10 to 11. It's going to be 9 to 10. It's a little bit earlier, but it's going to be coming right after um, privacy piracy, which is it's, it's kind of nice. We're maintaining a, a tech theme in a way because she talks about technology a lot. Mari talks about technology. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I'm, very in, I'm very excited about... Uh, uh, that because you know it'll make sense for for the listeners. So um, I'm quite excited to be going to Mondays, um, and I hope you'll join me there. Um, again, we'll, we'll likely be talking about uh, security next week, but I, I'm not sure. So um, it's not Friday. Make sure you tune in on Monday next week. All right. Um, so we'll play some music, and then the new Shaka Revival will be next. <laughs>